Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Just as a few more folks are getting in here, just want to welcome everybody and thank you all so much for taking a participatory, actionable action towards the future and to being a part of something huge and amazing and revolutionary. And that's what Dr. Edith is offering here. She's truly remarkable. We've had a conversation uh, through a myriad of synchronicities. It was air quotes postponed. And had it been uh, at the time, a couple of months before when it didn't line up and then it didn't line up and then it didn't line up, uh, we wouldn't have had the same conversation. It would not have been put on uh, my radar the same. And so uh, to to be here now with everyone and to see what what this is, is so beautiful. Um, Spencer up there, I will highlight Spencer uh, and his crew. They uh, are also part of this amazing network that we've been building that Dr. Edith came in and just said, hey, I've got this amazing UFO. Uh, do you know how we can uh, get some more folks to fill it? And I'm like, actually, yeah, I do. So with that, uh, we're doing this luminous disclosure event, and we figured that this would be the right topic, the right time. Everybody's ready for something different. I see a bunch of amazing faces here tonight, and thank everybody for hanging out. How are, uh, this is going to work, just being our inaugural one here. Again, welcome. If everybody would just remain on mute, uh, Dr. Edith has a presentation that she's going to put together that's including uh, some slides and all of that. And then after that, we're going to have sort of a open forum uh, discussion. If anybody has any comments, wants to include anything in the chat, all of these things, exchange emails, all of that stuff, guys, this, this is the beginning and this is beautiful. And again, welcome everyone. Welcome. So uh, we'll turn it off to over to Dr. Edith Mbutu-Chan, who we are ext extremely grateful, throat, throat chakras kicking in here, extremely grateful to have with us and um, just take it away, doctor. Hi, friends. I'm so happy to see you. Thank you for being here, cheering all of us on. We're going to create a powerful portal experience. So thank you, everybody, for bringing your unique gifts, your beautiful energies to this gathering. We're going to create an amazing tapestry of awesomeness that the world has never felt before. Because I know I had um, specially put in a clear intention that the perfect ones, the visionaries, the pioneers, the maker of beautiful change, the architects of a more beautiful world, all the perfect ones were gonna come and that's you. So thank you so much for being here. I prepared an epic slideshow, which is basically um, the consolidation of the book that I'm currently writing. And um, it's about 50 slides and there's so much richness packed into it that I think we all need to go into our multidimensional state because some of the things, the topics that we'll touch on, you'll feel in your heart, in your soul. And it would take a long time for us to unpack in linear time with words. But I think if we drop into our hearts and listen with our hearts, we'll get a lot more richness out of this experience. So let's all of us sit up nice and tall and just take a few deep breaths if you feel comfortable to place your hands over your heart. Let's all of us take three deep breaths and drop back into this state where we recognize that, yeah, 
we came here to create beautiful possibilities together. Let's drop back into this memory that we incarnated here for this very, very, very special time. And let's honor ourselves for the courage to bring beautiful possibilities to live this unconventional life. So many of us as pioneers and as moms, dads, and educators, we had to take profoundly courageous actions in the last few years. So yeah, take some time, place your hands on your heart and honor yourself for the courage and the beauty that you're bringing. So welcome, official warm welcome everybody to the Luminous Disclosure event. Can you see this slide pretty well? Yes, is it covering part of the slide or can you see it? We're full up, looks wonderful. Okay, so the reason that many of us are here, we're sensitive souls and we're sensitive to energies. We can all feel that there's a new kind of human that is birthing through all of us right now. I think you could, yes, raise your hands. You feel like you're transforming so rapidly. You're a completely different person this year than last year and certainly three or four years ago, a completely different person. And so many of us are blessed with being around luminous children. These kids that just bring such a powerful potent light, a way of being human that is so beautiful and refreshing. And we can see that even though they're little guys, little gals in little bodies, they bring such a profound beauty and wisdom in just the way that they carry themselves and the kinds of things that they say. And they cut through all the BS and they just call it what it is. And it's so refreshing to be in community. So, so blessed those of us that get to hang out with our new generation of luminous kids. And I think we can all feel for a long time now the old systems didn't serve us it's like it's i think we've covered that topic sufficiently those of you that have been truth seekers for a long time that the old system was designed to create factory workers that are obedient and follow orders and don't think too much for themselves so the purpose of this presentation is not to really kind of beat a dead horse, so to speak. Um, we need a better analogy than beating horses. Who wants to beat horses? <laughs> but really to talk about this transitional stages that we're in to step into these much more beautiful possibilities together. So in this community of truth seekers, truth tellers, visionaries, I think many of us have explored many different rabbit holes about the financial systems, about UFO and contact and disclosure and free energy and all of these kinds of things. And Brendan and I had this conversation. We were talking about some of this uh, free energy stuff and disclosure stuff that's in the news. And we were in complete agreement that if we don't have a re-education, if we don't bring a new consciousness, we'll get tapped into these new technologies, free energy devices, and they seem so promising, and they'll get into nefarious hands or people that don't have a very elevated consciousness, and we'll just make a big hot mess out of things again. 
So really, at the end of the day, the biggest cover up in modern human history is really who are we as humans? What is the beautiful possibility of being human and the human experience that we can bring into this dimension? And recognizing who we really are on the deepest levels. What does that mean in terms of education, in terms of family life, in terms of parenthood? Many of us, the reparenting of ourselves that needs to happen because we were all brought up in the old education system, the old parenting paradigm. And so, so there's, um, yeah, there's a lot of courage to step into all the inner work that's necessary for us to enter completely into the much more beautiful world that we're creating. So I want to honor you and thank you and congratulate you for being a visionary, for being joining me in this incarnation at this special time to be a beautiful bringer of change, to create a higher octave of possibility on this planet. So I wanted to start the presentation by sharing with you this little quote that I'm pretty sure everyone here, if you've been a truth seeker for a long time, you've heard this famous quote um, that's attributed to an unnamed Hopi elder. And it ends with, we are the ones we've been waiting for. You know that one? Yes. So it starts like this. You have been telling people that this is the 11th hour. Now you must go back and tell the people that this is the hour. And there are things to be considered. Where are you living? What are you doing? What are your relationships? Are you in right relation? And where is your water? Do you know your garden? It is time to speak your truth, create your community, and be good to each other. Do not look outside of yourself for your leader. And then he clasped his hands together, smiled, and said, this could be a good time. There's a river now flowing very fast, and it is so great and so swift that there are those who will be afraid. They will try to hold onto the shore. They will feel that they're being torn apart and will suffer greatly. Know that this river has its destination. The elders say we must go off the shore, push off into the middle of the river and keep our eyes open and our heads above water. And I say, see who is in there with you and celebrate. At this time in history, we are to take nothing personally, least of all ourselves. For the moment that we do, our spiritual growth and our journey comes to a halt. The time of the lone wolf is over. Raise your hand if you've been lone wolfing it for decades, thinking that you're all alone, seeing through all the BS of the system, and finally now we find each other, right? The time of the lone wolf is over. Gather yourself. Banish the word struggle from your attitude and your vocabulary. All that we do now must be done in a sacred manner and in celebration. We are the ones we've been waiting for. Clap it up. Yes, yes. Yeah, so that's what this presentation is about. It's like, 
in, in some ways, a lot of us are coming out of the closet, so to speak, shining fully and brightly and showing up as our fully expressed version of ourselves, coming out into communities, seeing who else is out there building solutions. Let's all get together, support each other, uplift each other, nurture each other, cheer each other on. And we all hold a different piece of the code and together the bits and pieces of the puzzle all come together and create a beautiful tapestry of new possibilities. So yeah, welcome. The time of the lone wolf is over. It's time for us to step up our A-game and be here now to create a beautiful paradise on earth. So by the way, um, we have some old friends and new friends, and I realize I haven't actually uh, introduced myself. My name is Dr. Edith Ubuntu Chan. I created a um, um, project, which is becoming a worldwide platform called Luminous Education Revolution. Prior to that, I had a background as a holistic Chinese medicine doctor, a consciousness and human potential coach. I have various pieces of paper on the wall that sometimes matter and mostly it doesn't, but the pieces of papers include um, studying math at Harvard. I went to a fancy, interesting alternative high school actually called Phillips Exeter Academy that has something called the Harkness Method that encourage kids to actually think for themselves. So I feel very blessed for that. But before that, I had a lot of indoctrination and traditional school system, a lot of sit down, shut up, sit at your little desk, do your little workbook. I don't care if this is boring or inter interesting, you know, you're going to be punished if you don't get straight A's kind of stuff. So um, it's been an interesting journey for me. And a big part of my journey is also as an athlete and a triathlon coach and working with high performance athletes and recognizing that in order to get the highest human possibilities, the highest performance, actually dropping deeply into our inner awareness, our inner dimension, our inner connection with ourselves is actually the secret sauce to what they call high performance out there. So, um, some of you guys, we might be friends from my previous work as the author of Super Wellness. It was a best-selling book that had a um, foreword by my friend Wim Hof. But I would say my biggest credential here is becoming a mama of two amazing, magical, luminous kids. They teach me so much. And 100% of this presentation should be credited to everything that they've taught me. So all of those pieces of paper are just absolutely nothing compared to just being on the ground every day, learning from these amazing kids and them teaching me to clear out all of the you know old programming and BS and, and permit ourselves to step fully in to our most radiant and luminous selves. So in today's presentation, what I wanted to do is to ground all of us. I think, I think and I hope that as I go through this presentation, your heart, your soul, your body, your mind, every level of your being will be like nodding. Yes, yes, hallelujah, yes, you know. So, but I'm gonna organize it as follows, which is to first ground us in um, a quick presentation of what's happening in the world from the perspective of the consciousness 
expansion and evolution that is currently happening. And because there's a big change in consciousness, it looks super messy out there. Like all the old systems cannot hold anymore. So it looks messy and sometimes scary and sometimes, um, you know, a little bit ugly as old systems collapse and gas is last dying breaths, basically. So we're simultaneously birthing or midwifing the birth of this new beautiful world. And we're also hospicing the death of an old one. So there's often this kind of like you will find yourself kind of teeter tottering between old reality and new reality. But I recommend that we really anchor and center our vision on architecting this more beautiful world and just allow the other things to kind of gently fizzle away and give love and compassion as it, it kind of starts to crumble down. I also want to spend some time talking about these new luminous kids that I think I see that there's some of them in this call and mine are running around in the house. I want to articulate some characteristics that I think you guys already know, but sometimes it's really helpful to just name it and articulate it so that we can really be intentional in how can we um, how can we learn from them take their example and allow them to teach us how to be a more joyful, expansive human. And then what is the parenting paradigm and the education paradigm and the human paradigm that really suits this new generation of kids who are really activating all of us to step into our most expansive self. With regards to the, the, the conversation about changing the education system, I think I'm preaching to the choir with this group. You guys are all awake and aware to how the old system's not going to work anymore. It hasn't worked for, I mean, it worked for its purpose of producing obedient factory workers and good order followers. And now it's a new time. It's like we've, humankind has outgrown that. It feels like a straitjacket. And more and more people are waking up to it. And so I think that system is really gasping his final last breaths also. Um, so I'm going to share with you what has been very helpful in my journey. It took all my years as a parent, which isn't that many years because my, my boy is it's only eight and a half right now, but um, he's taught me so much lifetimes of clearing of old patterns and family lineage stuff has happened in these last eight years. And in fact, those of you that listen to my podcast episode with Brandon or any other podcast, you know that the story began well before that because my boy um, came to visit and convinced my husband and I to conceive him. And so there was uh, that that most of a year before he was conceived where every single night he would visit and and teach me and train me in a joyful, playful way. But every night I go to sleep and have these dream time play dates with this baby spirit. And we would travel through the cosmos and have these wonderful experiences. And he would teach me things and help me get ready to receive him into this physical realm. And so. Yeah, that that also informs a lot of this presentation, all of that um, education, the true education that happened through that entire journey. So I've articulated a sixth phase of transition so that we're not so hard on ourselves. Sometimes we're like, oh, this person's awake and they took the red pill and this person's not. But reality is not like that. We're all going through layers and layers of awakening and and um 
asking questions and new layers and levels that are unfolding and healing and returning to wholeness and repatterning ourselves to be a more fully expressed, more beautiful version of ourselves is an ongoing journey. So I want to encourage all of us to be kind and gentle with ourselves and also kind and gentle with our family and with our neighbors. So often in the beginnings of us waking up to stuff, we kind of want to like stand on the soapbox, like in the in the town square, like, la la, Jesus is your savior, repent for your sins now. You know, like, like we kind of get into that state and, you know, we all know how, how well that works, right? So to be kind and gentle with ourselves and also our friends, our families, our relatives, our neighbors, because everyone is at a little bit different stage in this evolution, but we're really all going to go to the same place, which is a much more beautiful world, because these children are, without being forceful, they bring such a potent and powerful energy of wisdom and light into this dimension that there's almost no choice at this point. This energy of love is too strong and um, to resist it is hopeless at this point, you know? So it's just about how quickly all of us can evolve to, to receive and open and blossom into these new states of being. With regards to education, parenting, family life, village life, I think very often, we start being like, oh, oh, should we do uh, this technique or this system or follow this curriculum? Or, you know, we get stuck at the level of tools, tactics and strategy so often when really all of those things can be the natural expression of a deeper inner alignment. So what I find is that actually the more efficient path is to do the deeper soul searching inquiry asking ourselves those deep questions that I know that a group like this, you guys sit in contemplation of these questions too. Like, who are we? What does it mean to be a human? What do we value? What is intelligence? And if we're not clear about these questions, or at least if we're not sitting in the meditation of these questions, we're always going to be grasping and looking to external experts to tell us, follow this curriculum, do my system, here my diet is better, my pill is better. Like in holistic medicine, which is a field I've been in for over 20 years, we see that people step away from the pharma paradigm, but then they're grasping at, oh, how many supplements should I take? And they're taking 50 different supplements, but there's not this deep inner inquiry. Like, who am I? And talking with my body, body, what do you want that will help you to, to feel as whole and vibrant and healthy and well as possible from the inside out, right? So that takes a bit of patience, but in the end, that's what is the most efficient path to create beautiful solutions that are long lasting and true and, and actually works for humankind. So I'm going to talk about that a little bit. And then in the end, kind of like anger us in solutions. What does the new paradigm actually look like as far as the visions that I've seen? And I'd love to open the conversation. Every time we have one of these live conversations, I learn so much. And I know there's no accident. Every single person that's on this call has something profound and wise and uniquely important for all of us to listen to and kind of gain inspiration from. So I'm uh, looking forward to having a, like 40 minutes for us to open the call so we can all chime in and share inspiration, our questions, um, create the safe space where we can share our honest struggles on this path and create solutions for each other.
So thumbs up, sounds good? Okay. So stepping through the portal, we're gonna activate some new codes tonight. First piece is what is going on in the world? Well, from my vantage point as a energetically and spiritually sensitive being, what I'm noticing is that the old system and the new system is basically if we work to simplify it down, the energy and the consciousness on this planet is shifting in a rapid and profound way. Most of us grew up in a system that is based on the consciousness of separation, of war and conflict and duality and divisiveness and competition. And these last three years, we saw really how um, what happens. We learned so much, didn't we? Did you learn so much in these last three years about coercion and control and pushiness and forcefulness? And, you know, if you want what is great or good, then one size fits allness. And this old system had kind of like a rigid artificial scarcity mentality baked into it. It was stressful. It didn't feel good. It was depleting and it burned you out. And ultimately, it's an anti-life energy that self-destructs. So right now, what we're seeing is that it's playing itself out and it doesn't look so pretty. It has to kind of be taken to a certain extreme for us to learn whatever final lessons we are to learn from the old consciousness so that we can make peace with it and properly outgrow all the lessons that are meant for us in that old game of divisiveness so that we can step into a new reality that's much more beautiful than my friend Charles Eisenstein loves to call it the, the state of interbeing, the story of interbeing and um, the energy of greater peace and harmony, where we interact with everybody with an energy of collaboration and co-creation and oriented always towards, hey, what, what works for you? What works for me? I respect myself and I respect you. Let's come together and find the highest win-win that works for everybody. So there's a natural abundant and flowing and allowing, respectful, honoring kind of energy in every interaction that we have in this new state. And so instead of one size fits allness, we understand that unity consciousness is absolutely not one size fit allness. In fact, is understanding that you, I, I, I'm rooting for you to step fully into your unique expression because I know that all of creation can sing and dance and celebrate even more greatly when you blossom fully into yourself. And I'm cheering for you to be uniquely yourself, just as I'm cheering for myself to be uniquely myself, because that natural diversity is where we can have strength. We get that now. And so there's this natural, beautiful flow of abundance, just like in nature, when you do gardening, when you're in nature, you can witness the generousness, the regenerative, abundant flow of energy. We're kind of stepping into this energy in every arena, including how we do parenthood and education and family life and community life. So it's very nurturing, life-giving and life-enhancing. So I want to encourage all of us because in these upcoming times, we'll be presented with a lot of opportunities, a lot of choices of possible parallel reality timelines, because we're kind of at um, 
sort of at a nodal point, do you feel that we're kind of at this point, almost like a choice point where we're presented with a lot of different options. If you turn on the media, whether it's main, I'm, nobody here tunes into mainstream media, but in alternative media, a lot of kind of truth movement type of content gets you back into divisiveness, into war, into conflict, into competition, into pushiness and coercion. So I want to encourage all of us to listen for that. It's like, yeah, they're telling on the superficial level that there's the that the story is different, but the underlying consciousness is just the same. So we get hooked back into that old consciousness, right? So, I mean, everything in is perfect timing when you feel fed up and outgrow that, like, I'm, yeah, I don't want to play that game anymore. I'm going to pack up my bags and land myself into the state of interbeing where I attract into my life collaborative, co-creative, highest win-win type of people, right? So I find this little guide here so helpful because it makes it so clear who I say yes or no to. When Brendan and I started talking on his podcast, I was like, yes, this is an interbeing kind of guy. He's a collaborative win-win kind of guy. I want to be friends with him. You know, it's very clear. Yes. So it makes life so much simpler. Um, are you guys familiar with cymatics? Yes. Yes. So cymatics, for those of you that are newer to it, is the study of how sound vibration can vibrate into physical reality and manifest different physical structures. So a lot of what we're talking about here isn't some woo-woo fluffy idea, the different consciousness, the different energy that is rising through each of us and through our families and our communities is literally vibrating us into a different geometry, a different orientation of the physical reality. So sometimes I joke, you know, because there are stressful times in times of rapid change, you find yourself feeling stressed out. And it's kind of funny to imagine you and your family as like grains of sand in this geometry. And the vibratory state is shifting. And you're like, oh, hang on to the old system. Oh, it's like, it's kind of hopeless. Might as well dance your way. Boing, boing, boing. See yourself dancing joyfully and delightfully, finding yourself settling beautifully into this new consciousness, this new pattern of energy. So you can change stressfully or you can change joyfully. That's the choice. But to change or not to change, there's no choice there. You know, it's going to be like this. This is where humankind is going. This is where the cosmic energies are flowing. So, yeah. Um, so it's a little bit of a paradox because it's like it is a free will universe. But at the same time, like there's a collective consciousness that is shifting in a certain direction now. So as human beings, we're orienting to life in a different way. And what does this mean in terms of the raising of children and parenting or reparenting ourselves is to recognize that the old version of how we oriented to life was we saw things black and white and we were oriented towards the physical materialist reality. And we somehow believed that consciousness was only a byproduct of the brain and we appreciated and respected people with high IQs or pieces of paper on the wall, but we didn't honor all the other beautiful ways in which we can be intelligent. The new human sees the world. We don't limit ourselves to the physical 3D world. We see the multidimensional reality of the world. 
we see that the material 3D reality is a manifestation of our consciousness and the spiritual dimension. We have intelligence in a way that is so much more expansive than just the pure IQ way of looking at intelligence. We don't limit ourselves like that anymore. So there's a balance of left brain, right brain, head, heart, body, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, intuitive intelligences, right? Like alignment with nature's wisdom, but we're also not gullible. We are street smart. We're kind, gentle, compassionate, but we're not pushovers either. You know, there's great wisdom, there's courage, there's strength, there's integrity, there's kindness, there's peace and joy and love. We have access to a much fuller spectrum of possibilities of intelligence across all these dimensions. And so obviously that changes hugely how we do education to nurture all these intelligences, right? The old human would, to get things done, because we came from that consciousness, we would be pushy, forceful, and then we would burn out because we would just like stress ourselves out. We thought that to get anything done, we had to push ourselves, stress ourselves out, and then we would burn out. The new human, we understand that, yeah, we want to live in a state of self-care and self-love so that as a natural byproduct, we can also love and be kind and caring of other people. So we care for ourselves and we care for others. And there's a general nurturing, loving, abundant energy that is dominating energy of our lives. The old human was programmed, um, conditioned by our old upbringing and our old education system to be have an outside in orientation and an authoritarian top down kind of like hierarchical thinking about life. We thought that the external experts know best. The new human had learned from that and realized, oh yeah, there is some um, external experts. Yes, some people have done deep study into certain things and I'm willing to listen and learn. I have this ability to learn from everyone. And then I check it with my inner guidance system and I orient my life from the inside out. I have a strong, stable inner compass that I can rely on. And whenever there's a decision to be made, I drop deeply within to listen for the inner answers. And then I, I, I manifest it outward to attract into my life other people that can assist me in collaborating and co-creating those certain outcomes, right? So it's an inside out type of human. The old human, as fun as it was, loved to play the blame game. I loved it too. But then after a while, it's like, Ugh. but then it doesn't really get you the results that you want. You know, living like a victim is only fun for so long until you're like, I'm tired of this. I need to step into my inner authority, my personal responsibility, take responsibility for my life, including all the crappy things that are happening, clean up my life so that I can show up as a better and better, more beautiful version of myself. I take responsibility for myself and I attract to my life other people that also take responsibility for their behaviors and actions. And what a beautiful world. The energy is so fresh and clean. The old energy is all chaotic and messy and muddled because nobody's taking responsibility for themselves. I'm like, everyone's lost themselves. I'm up in your business. You're up in my business. And it's all enmeshed and codependent and entangled and ugh. So... Let's take a deep breath and clear that energy out and step into this orientation where we're strong, stable, solid, clear within ourselves. We take full personal responsibility and we attract into our lives others that are also on the same path. 
So naturally, because we're self-aware and tuned in and taking full responsibility, we want to orient towards the collaborative highest win-win in all our relationships. And we define success in a beautiful way. The old world tried to indoctrinate us into thinking success was all based on material physical gains. Yeah, you still have a body, you, you need physical needs to be met. But now the new human understands there's so much more than that. And success is really based on an inner quality of joy and peace and contentment and fulfillment. And to a certain degree, physical material things can be a piece of that picture. But the, the picture is so much richer and more deep and multidimensional than that. Are you guys um, resonating? Yes, yes, feel you you feeling me? Yes. <laughs> All right. So these new kids, now that we've had that as the backdrop, these new kids, you guys have heard terms like indigos and crystals and rainbows and star seeds and these terms like this, right? So I I have mixed feelings. I really appreciate how um, in the old world where most people were just stuck in the physical materialist paradigm, as uh, Dolores Cannon calls it, like the waves of volunteers, the first waves, the second wave, the third wave. And um, it's helpful to articulate that there's waves of souls coming into this physical reality and like activating a new matrix of possibility so that we can kind of gradually layer by layer um, open to a more expansive version of our true true selves. In fact, when my, um, my boy who's eight now, when he was three and a half, he said, oh, my sister, my sister, she's still in space. She needs to come, come to planet Earth now. And we're like, oh man, you have a sister? He's like, my sister, she has to come now. At that time, we were just about to move houses. And he was like, when we move to the new house, she'll be in the new house. I know she's already at the new house waiting for us. So we got to the new house and he was like, what? She's still in space. She has to come now. So we tuned in and this is the message that she said. She was like, you know, thank you. All these waves of volunteers before, because I couldn't possibly, the kind of energy and consciousness that I'm wanting to bring into this reality, I couldn't, it would have been the physics of it, would have been too inharmonious. It needed to be the scaffolding of these levels of consciousness that had to anchor and anchor and anchor and transition to this point now. This is the first moment where a being like me could actually be in this physical reality comfortably and solidly. So thank you, thank you for, and there's a lot of us like this that are coming in and we thank you for all the work and knowing that it wasn't easy to keep transitioning through all the little acts of kindnesses and everything that we do. Some of us may have had, you know, seemingly born corporate jobs, but you were like a crystal resonator anchoring kindness and love and harmony and joy and peace in a potentially stressful office space environment. Or some of us choose to just really love and tend our garden and all those things that are, you know, 
if you've studied NDEs, is always those little small acts of kindness and tenderness and love that are the most profoundly earth-shaking, world-changing things from the energetic perspective. So she shared, you know, thank you. These, these new luminous kids, a lot of them were waiting for the energy to be a closer frequency match before they can actually incarnate here now. And it's really a time to celebrate that there's so many amazing kids that are here now. I feel that we are at a time now where we can drop these terminologies of indigo, rainbow, crystal, starseed, because we're, haven't you noticed how you just like have a conversation with someone and it activates a new energy for you. We are, it's transitioning so fast. We're all quickening and activating each other so fast that our energies are expanding very rapidly. And really, they used to say, like, the crystals are like this, the rainbows are like this, the starseeds are like this. It's like, well, we're all kind of activating each other all the time now. So I just call it luminous kids and luminous humanity, this idea that we're naturally expressing and embodying a much more expansive set of awarenesses and possibilities. Specifically, the luminous kids, if we could pinpoint their highly intuitive, sensitive, awake and aware, many of them have clear, just like my boy, remembering of their soul memory before they came into this physical incarnation. They may have special and finger quotes, but not special, natural abilities that got somehow suppressed in the previous generation. So they're a more fully expressed version of who we're all activating into anyway. So my boy is naturally able to read completely from his third eye blindfolded. He's as curious about remote viewing and spoon bending as he is about learning to swim and learning to bike and learning to rollerblade. Those are the same level of fun. It's like, there's not like, oh, remote viewing and spoon bending is so like far out and then rollerblading is so normal. There is all normal. You know, so um, they're just expressing a fuller, richer, more coherent and authentic way of being human. And they're here to really lead us into these new possibilities of how to be a more fully expressed human. Now, something I want to point out, if there's any moms, dads or educators in the house that have luminous kids and sometimes you bump into struggles in the interaction. um. What's what I'm seeing is that just like our previous generation that had a strong inner compass and strong BS meter, we call people out on their BS if they're like, say they're going to do one thing, but then they do something else. We're like, that's not congruent. We, we, we would call people out on that. The so-called indigo warrior generation used to do that. But this new generation of kids, I think they're perceiving much more deeply. There's like... Are you congruent in terms of what you say with what you do? But are you congruent with how you do it and the level of consciousness and the quality of energy that you bring into what you do? So that's another layer. And I think you guys, a group like this, you guys are very sensitive to energy. You're tuning into that too, I'm sure. But these kids really are anchored in the energetic dimension because they haven't been so indoctrinated into the physical materialist way of looking at life like some of us have, right? So um, they will call out the BS on that level. For example, Let's say you're like a parent and you're, you know, we want to eat more healthy and not eat so much sugar. So 
there's multiple ways to do it. You could be like, no sugar allowed in the house. If sugar is evil, it can cause cancer and cavities. And it's all like based on fear and control and, you know, restriction. Or it could come from a, a joyful, loving, expansive state. It's like, well, we could eat candy, but I notice when I eat candy, my body doesn't feel the best. And then after I take a break from eating candy, when I eat some, it doesn't even taste that good to me. If I really give myself a break and then I taste it again, I realize like, hmm, my body says it doesn't want much of this stuff. And then my body feels kind of cranky the whole next day. I'm bouncing all the, off the wall. And then, you know, um, all my aches and pains get achy. And yeah, I think it's not for me. What do you think? Let's listen to your body. And then, you know, for the most part, kids kind of listen. They were modeling for them, not just do I eat candy or not, but how I approach the the orientation towards making kind and loving choices for my health and well-being, right? So the energy and the consciousness coming from a self-care, self-love, kindness versus a restriction and fear kind of state. So there's these levels, what we do, what we say, what we do, the energy and consciousness that we bring into what we say and what we do. And then there is, um, how are these, all these levels in alignment with the higher cosmic laws or universal laws? Because the veils are very thin, they just came to this dimension and they're listening for that. Are you behaving in such a way that is congruent with natural law and universal law. And so they have this general desire, just like all of us, but much more strongly so, to be a pure, expansive, undistorted expression of what it means to be human. Are you guys familiar with the levels of consciousness with Dr. David Hawkins? Yes. So Dr. David Hawkins is a pioneer in consciousness science, and he, through his research, discovered this kind of levels of consciousness with the numerical values that's very interesting. And I want to bring this up because then as we change in consciousness, we live in a completely, basically different parallel reality than the next person who's coming to the situation from a different consciousness. So um, these numerical values, they're not linear. They're actually what's called um, logarithmic. So when it says 20, it actually means 10 to the 20th power. When it says 100, it actually means 10 to the 100th power. When it says 200, it actually means 10 to the 200th power and so on, right? So it's nonlinear. It's not like 200 is twice of 100. 200 is actually many orders of magnitude more powerful than 100. So I'm bringing this up because we're all on a journey of rapid evolution and change right now. And as we go through the scale, you can see that fear is not very powerful, but is more powerful than shame or apathy. Anger is not super powerful, but is way better than fear. When we pivot into courage, Dr. David Hawkins says, now you go from force to power. You start to be self-empowered with um, self-empowering tools and strategies, and life starts to work for you. You're not acting like a victim, and you don't have to use pushy energy to get things done now. As you go up to neutrality, willingness, acceptance, reason, and then to the 500-level love, now your life is dominated by flow and synchronicity. You naturally attract beautiful experiences into your life, 
right? But many of us had to kind of dabble in spiritual circles. And then there was maybe like love and light, spiritual bypassing type of stuff. And then it's like, oh, I got to do the work. And we go back down here into the years of dark night of the soul and deeply uncomfortable. And we're all bouncing back up out of this now. And so, yeah, so much appreciation and respect for everyone that has had the experience like I have of working through layers and layers of this stuff so that we can experience more and more of this beauty and joy that is possible to really highlight how powerful this scale is. One person who's at a 300 consciousness has been found to be as powerful as 90,000 people who are operating from the sub 200 consciousness. One person who's at a 400 consciousness is equal to 400,000 people who are in the sub 200 level consciousness. One person in the 500 level of consciousness is as powerful as nine, sorry, 750,000 people, sub 200. So where do you think the old education system lied in the consciousness level? Was it, it used a lot of guilt and shame and fear? <laughs> it's not a very powerful way to do human. Some of these kids, they're, they're up here. It's just absolutely absurd to try to take a 500 consciousness being and shove them into a system that's built on a 20 to 50 consciousness. Come on. It's just the whole thing is like absurd and kind of comical at this point, you know, it just does, absolutely doesn't fit. So, yeah, everything has to change now. Health and medicine, work, finance, economics, relationships, family, entertainment, media, governance, education, all of it. So if you guys are taking notes, this is probably a note-taking moment. Because especially those of us who are moms, dads, educators, visionaries who are architecting solutions for the future society, I mean, everyone here is basically a visionary emissary from the future. But I just this took me a long time to come to understand that with regards to the education paradigm, there's really... Um, evolution that is happening that is not like snap a finger and flip into the new paradigm. There's actually six phases that I'm observing that our family went through. And I think a lot of you guys may relate to this. When people first start asking questions, they usually come from the default status quo, conventional public school system. Like this idea that, yeah, well, everyone, you know, of course you'd have a kid and you would, you know, um, just put them in public school. That's what everyone does. And, you know, like there, I know so many beautiful, loving, skillful, well-meaning teachers who work in the system and they're mostly burnt out and fed up with it too, you know? And it's just like the way the system is structured, it doesn't, it doesn't allow our teachers to really be present with all the kids and really give every kid the best of themselves, right? But, you know, a lot of people start out being like, yeah, I just, I never asked any question. Just put them in the public school, of course, you know, like, just like if I have like some symptom, I just like go to the doctor, get a pill and suppress a symptom and keep on going. Like, don't ask any questions. That's kind of where most people came from.
As we start to ask questions, it takes tremendous courage to be like, oh, maybe we should try Waldorf, Montessori, try this charter school, try some alternative style of school, right? And yeah, there's a lot of beautiful things. Waldorf is holistic at mind. They have the head, heart, hands, and there's uh, uh, the spirituality, the honoring of nature seasons, and so many beautiful things, the rituals, the developing a, a deeper, richer um, kind of relationship with the educators. Montessori allows the kids to be self-paced in their education. So many great elements to it. But at the end of the day, with all the madness that happened in the last three years with the school shutdowns and all the policies and procedures and indoctrinating children to be afraid of their own bodies, to not breathe air, to not be within six feet of their kids. A lot of parents are like, whoa, at the end of the day, I'm still putting my kid in a system with strangers raising my kids that maybe they don't really align with my values. Like we started that soul searching and asking questions and it took tremendous courage to do that. So I don't want to, even though there are six phases, it's not like the six phases, like, yeah, you're more like it took a lot of work to go from phase one to phase two, didn't it? And it takes a lot of work to go from phase two, be like, I don't know how to homeschool, but I can't have my kids in this these systems anymore. And now they're doing all these things with uh, making kids that feel very confused about if they're a boy or a girl and there's a different like different kinds of political propaganda. It's like, we just want you to teach kids some stuff free of political propaganda, please, you know? So it turns out, okay, well, I guess we have to take back our kids. And a lot of people take their kids back to home and they follow basically an approved curriculum. Like they download these curriculums. And my friend, David Rodriguez, He's a homeschooling coach and he says, it's not really homeschooling, it's school at home is what most people are doing. You're doing school, but on the kitchen table. It's a lot better because now your kid can pee pee and poo poo when they feel and they can take a break when they feel and they can you know, sleep until they're well rested and do their studies when their brains are, and bodies are sharp and all of that, a, a huge improvement. And um, you're more present with your kids so you can see like, oh, where they need some help and where they're inspired, where they're, they're not into it. Like you start to spend time and observe what's working, what's not working. Most importantly, your kid can kind of tune into their biorhythms again and wake up when they're well rested and eat when they're hungry. Like this is not a small thing. It's a huge thing. It's a huge thing that in the public school system, you had to, at 16 or 17, you still had to raise your hand to get permission to go pee when you could be driving a car. I mean, the whole thing is absurd, right? So I'm bringing this up because at the end of the day, one, two, and three, they're all really different, but they're all externally driven. You have this idea that there's some external expert out there that knows what is the curriculum that is suitable for your child. When people reach stage three and they bump into some what's working, what's not working, oftentimes a lot of parents, they start to burn out, actually. They are like, mm, now I'm, you know washing the dishes, doing the laundry, putting away the Legos. I got to work and keep my job and maybe I'm running a business. And 
And then I got to sit at the kitchen table and crack the whip and follow this rigid curriculum. It just doesn't work after a while. And so many people discover what's called child-led, self-directed, or interest-led learning, sometimes called unschooling. I don't love this term unschooling because it talks about what we're not doing. But what are we doing is listening to child. The child already has a very clear inner curriculum that's excited and probably exploding out of them. It just needs to be nurtured and supported and facilitated. So I love self-directed or play-based learning or interest-led learning. To do that properly, though, there's a huge amount of old conditioning and indoctrination and propaganda and programming that we have to let go of, which is why it's usually considered that for every year your child has been in the school system to allow about a month of decompressing time before you really get into a good rhythm with the self-directed learning. So it's a, actually in real life, it's an iterative process. There's de-schooling, unschooling, de-schooling, unschooling, letting go of old patterns, deprogramming ourselves, stepping into the new, listening to what makes our hearts sing. And then the, the doubts and fears, it's a very iterative process that can take months or years. And then gradually when you land yourself fully in phase five, being a self-directed, internally driven human, and as a whole family system, your entire family orients differently now. Hey, what do you want to do? What do you want to eat? Collaborative, co-creative kind of possibilities start to emerge in just your nuclear family where everybody respects everybody because that's how you're doing your education. That's how you're going to start to do everything else, like deciding on what movie to watch and, you know, what um, what food to eat and whether to order takeout or cook in. Like all of those decisions in the family starts to be more respectful and honoring as we stabilize. Nobody wants to do this alone at home. Like they call it homeschooling, but you're really not wanting to be at home and you're not in school. You're doing life and you want to share this beautiful life with everybody else in your community. Right. So what's emerging now and probably a lot of people on this call are finding themselves in interesting communities of like minded ones. Hey, how can we collaborate co create and help each other out and you know I want to participate in the community in this way and and I can help you with your kids and this is a really like minded teacher educator who's fed up with the system and wanting to um, help serve the community by doing you know more project-based learning like all this beautiful bing 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 resources are coming together right now where moms dads educators community members kids are all collaborating and co-creating educational learning experiences that is woven into the fabric of the community so really this is this journey of six phases where we go from being an externally driven human to an internally driven human order follower to co-creating beautiful communities from the inside out, everybody bringing the best of themselves into a community to create these collaborative win-win situations. There is a lot of you know, inner work involved, a lot of courage each step of the way. So I want to respect and honor and appreciate and cheer everyone wherever you are on this journey, knowing that it is perfect. And when you're ready, there's a next le level of unfoldment and blossoming that awaits us. And where we're going is so much more beautiful that, you know, like, 
we'll look back at this and be just laugh at, you know, yeah, that was that served its purpose until it didn't. And now it's like such a such a beautiful state to be where more and more of us can collaborate and create these these new solutions together. So there's this inner evolution and inner alchemy that is unfolding as we go through this journey of inquiry about what needs to happen to re-educate and to level up across the board, all of us. And so the new education system is the weaving together of many different things. Holistic education, a more awakened approach to parenthood, elements of homeschooling and unschooling that we found really work for us, conscious communities and self-directed sovereign humans, a love of nature, as well as the alignment with higher cosmic wisdom, this bringing of heaven onto earth, right? And co-creating a more beautiful wor world with practical skills, holistic intelligences, tapping into timeless wisdom, anchoring into a more beautiful future vision, and bringing the best of all dimensions of our human selves into the experience of life. So I'm going to go through some of these slides fast. We could dive deep in future calls to like break some of these downs, but I'm just listing some of these because you've seen these in bits and pieces. And where we're going is a very integrated, intentional weaving together of many of these modalities of learning that we've seen people like, oh, play-based learning is the best. Oh, project-based learning is the best. Oh, forest school is the best. Oh, it's all about mentorships. It's like, actually, they all serve their purpose, but it's about, is it contextually woven together in a holistic learning experience of life for each child? So there is a time and place where you're doing projects. You're like, oh, I need to take a class or I need to read a book. In that moment, nobody coerced you, completely intrinsically motivated. You cannot stop that person from being like, I'm ferociously appetite with like, I can't get enough of this topic, right? Have you had that experience where you just get into these rabbit holes and you're so into it? And then someday you're like, oh, I feel satiated. And if somebody's like, no, you should read another book on this. It's like, no, I, I feel kind of done with that. I, I'm ready to move on. Like, how silly for us to try to force other people to learn things out of rhythm, out of context. There is a divine timing for when each of us are supposed to unfold different stages of our path that is so clear and obvious to all of us who are meditators and have been on personal and spiritual growth. But for some reason, the system still had to like catch up to that. Like it's, it's violent, deeply disrespectful to coerce someone to learn something when they're not into it, you know? is violent and, and abusive to make a kid sit down, shut up and do boring clerical work at a little desk. It's like, we'll look back on that very soon. I mean, many of us are looking back on that now. It's like, that is child abuse. Not to speak of the, the masking and the don't touch your friends and all that stuff of these last years. Like the whole system was child abuse already. It would just had to take on a form that is so overt and obvious for some of us to be like, okay, that's the line in the sand. I can't do it anymore, you know? So there's a lot to talk about here, but I wanted to start um, transitioning into the wrap up because just even talking about like using dream time, 
intuition, insights, the co-regulation and co-resonance that happens where we're just in the same room and we're co-regulating our nervous systems and holding a certain energy state in the learning space that creates an environment of harmony and joy and safety for kids to just blossom into like, oh yeah, I'm inspired. And you didn't even do or say anything. You just held an energy that co-created a certain kind of energy field that we could all tap into a field of inspiration together. That is so powerful. And I don't see many people talking about that level of the education experience that I think is maybe even more important than which book you read or which curriculum you follow, you know? So there's a lot to talk about here. I hope we have a chance to talk more deeply about it. So it's about freedom to build a beautiful life. So maybe there's a way that um, those of you that opted into this call, maybe there's a way I can give you these, these slides because this journey of inquiry that I mentioned in the beginning, I really want to encourage you. And maybe what we can do is in future calls, actually sit with some of these questions and like slow it down and ask ourselves, who am I and what is the purpose of this life? How do I define success? What do I value? What does it mean to be a human? What's the goal and purpose of education? Let's really sit with that question. If you're a mom, dad, or educator, let's get deep into that question because that changes everything else we do that is built on top of this underlying principle. How do we define success? These are profound questions. So is the goal and purpose of education to support the blossoming of human consciousness, to create healthy, capable, confident humans, to help our kids express their fullest possibilities. Is it for the purpose of self-realization, self-actualization? Is it for creating a more beautiful world, leave a better world for the next seven generations? What's the underlying foundation that orients you in this conversation? of education and is your child's education experience actually in alignment with these things? If you get nothing from this call, I really encourage you to sit with some of this. We talked a little bit about the curriculum. So I'll send to you guys what my family did sitting down, you know, the skills and subjects for holistic education and life. Not that we divide life into subjects, but just to get, sometimes it's so helpful to be like, yeah, when you write out the list, we all feel deeply unsatisfied with the old education system. But when you actually write down all the things that you value, that you feel like is important for creating a rich and beautiful experience of life, so many things emerge that it's just like, oh, come on, why are we even bothering with the old system, you know? So uh, I'd love to break down and like talk through the thinking behind each of these, but I think on a heart level, you guys are already like, okay, yeah, yeah. The, the, the new biology based on light frequency resonance consciousness and terrain instead of germs and all that kind of stuff, right? Uh, common law and natural law and um, wilderness first aid, entrepreneurship skills, sacred, healthy, wise use of our sexual energy. Let's bring that back in. You know, like all this, 
arguments about you know abortion pro-life pro-choice and, and, and like the gender stuff it's like what about healthy sacred orientation towards the divine beauty of our sexual energy like can we nurture this in our young people you know and yeah math steam skills technology all of that is important too of course you know so we could really sit with some of this inquiry for quite a long time Really, what we're talking about is that if we keep these 500 plus consciousness children in the old system, it will guarantee a certain result of depression, anxiety, frustration, acting out, suicide, gun violence, shutdown, a lot of issues. But the flip side, this new paradigm is nurturing beauty, creativity, inspiration, innovation, joy, community, solutions, fulfillment, aliveness, health, well-being, the blossoming of our fullest possibilities, not just for the kids, but for all of us. That's what's at stake right now. So I think if we remember that a 500 level consciousness child or human, one of them is as powerful as 750,000 people who are sub 200 consciousness, which kind of explains why like you just see kids like naturally joyfully, they do stuff like it's no big deal. And I don't wanna, I mean, I'll go into braggy mom. I'm gonna brag right now. Like my, my boy, he seems to be pretty good at math and it just blew my mind. We never did anything except going to like farmer's market to buy fruits and vegetables and cook together and stuff like this lemonade stand. And so he just picked up all this math from doing life. And one day we went on Khan Academy and we're like, oh, you're going to turn six soon. Let's, uh, let's play. And we play. And then, you know, in a, in a matter of two weeks, he went through every single unit, all of first grade, all of second grade, hundred percent, all of it. And two weeks. I was like, oh, well, I guess through doing life, it showed me that this life is actually working. I'm like, okay, he's not going to be like dumb and illiterate and not numerate. Like he, he can, he, it, you know, there's a different way to learn all this stuff. And then he was into it and he started chipping away and, you know, just like once or twice a week, half an hour, 45 minutes. And we do fourth, third grade. And then it was a little bit harder. So he took a break and then something developed in his brain and he went back to it and he just blew right through third grade and started blowing through fourth and fifth grade too. And so now we're most of the way done with seventh grade a year and a half later. And it's not like we, we're doing it half an hour, 45 minutes, like twice a week or something. Sometimes we go for a month not doing any of it. And sometimes we'll get back into it. And then joyfully, it's just like, you know, I, I don't, I'm kind of speechless. Like the possibilities will blow our minds if we let, let a natural human just be natural for once, you know? So if you're, if this conversation is your cup of tea, I'd love to invite you to go to luminousrevolution.com and um, Brandon, to support Brandon's work, we set up a special link where luminousrevolution.com slash, I think expanding, maybe Brandon can type it into the chat role, that uh, part, of, part of the tuition of this program will go back to supporting Brandon's awesome work too. And um, it's a powerful 18 session, soul searching, supportive, beautiful, inspiring journey to take you through this conversation in a much more deep and uh, solid and practical way.
and um, to, you know, I brought together my favorite world-class visionaries on this topic. And if you'd like to support in this project of bringing what, what really is the most advanced children's education platform online into the world that has all of these resources beautifully curated in one place, a way for communities of like-minded parents and educators all around the world that are building these new paradigm solutions to all find each other across the world. Um, one place where we can all collaborate and co-create together. That's what we're building next for the platform 3.0 and also birthing the new book, which will become kind of a manual to get the conversation started in your community to kind of quicken the awakening process in your community and with your friends and family. Um, Spirit showed me that I have gotten this project as far as one person can, and I need your help. I need your help. So uh, the next phase is to get help to build this new platform and to get the book and manual edited and to um, create tons of inspiring multimedia content to really blast the world with lots of videos and education materials so that many more people can wake up to this consciousness and to get help to curate this really beautiful resource library that supports parents and educators that are creating these new solutions. And so my good friend john chavez who is the founder of dmt quest he's one of the advisors for this project and he owns a 501 he runs a 501c3 not-for-profit organization so all of these donations is run through this 501c3 structure so that is completely tax deductible and you can go to luminousrevolution.com partner to find out more about participating whether it is through um, monetary donations or supporting in these different elements of the project, like we could use help with editing book, with editing videos, with creating the new um, online platform, figuring out the tech, all of that kind of stuff. I know this is a super talented community, so I so love and appreciate. Thank you so much for jumping jumping into the river with me and um, and collaborating together. Yeah, so thank you, thank you for being a way shower and an innovator. Thank you for your awesomeness and your courage. And I think it's time to open up to some conversation. Yeah, and before we do the conversation, I just want to mention we're going to, you know, I should have probably said this in the beginning, a little note about personal responsibility. I'm here to hopefully share some inspiration and my own personal journey and opinion, but we're all here to take full personal responsibility. So some people might share stuff that may or may not work for you, right? Like, so... So you take what works, you take full personal responsibility for your own actions and decisions and results. There's no victim blame game here. There's no like Dr. Edith said the public school is, is not working and I took my kid out of school and it didn't work for my family. I'm gonna blame it on her, like, you know, so we're not gonna, we don't play that game around here. We're here to bring our best selves, everybody take full personal responsibility and keep uplifting and inspiring each other. Yeah. Wow. Just wow, right? Okay, everyone for attending. Thank you so much for this. You know, you mentioned Dr. Edith in there, uh, quality of energy brought to this. And I think we can all agree that the quality of energy brought to this was outstanding. So thank you so much for the presentation. Absolutely excited about what you have going on. It's in complete alignment or we wouldn't be here. 
So I uh, would like to open it up to anyone in the floor now that would like uh, to say anything or has any comments or questions, uh, anything like that. There's also the resource link available in the chat for this Zoom link as well, if you guys would like to take advantage of that. And I suppose open forum style, yeah, you can put your hand up. Simon, welcome Simon Essler. Good to see you, brother. Hello, sir. Uh, yeah, I just really wanted to sort of reinforce like a lot of what was presented. It's very fresh for me right now, actually, because we, uh, you know, we have been walking the unschooling path with our um, boys from the beginning. So we really never went anywhere else with it. And uh, we have been watching our son, Asher, teach himself to read. And he very recently just sort of like blossomed in this way. And it's just been so beautiful and empowering to watch because he just without our interference went through his own process and now he's experiencing this sort of explosion of uh culture and experience and we've been talking about this in terms of uh you know innocence um how a child's innocence is impacted when they are actually forced to learn to read too early and this is something we just feel like isn't talked about enough that um, as soon as a child can read, they have access to all of the culture around them when they're moving, you know, through like a city, let's say. Um, and our culture is quite intense. You know, there's emotional intensity. There's there's adult content everywhere. There's, you know, there's just a lot for them to cope with. And it was just so beautiful to leave him alone and to let him unfold in that way, in the way that was correct for him. And really, we very feel very much that it was in alignment with his innocence so that when his body was ready to start to process the culture on that level, he just opened up in that way. So I'm just, I'm such a strong advocate for it, literally being in this moment right now in our family where we're watching this beautiful moment of unschooling unfold in front of us. And and th the only reason I really have come to appreciate the term unschooling is because I think it just applies to the parents. It's like you, you, you're unschooling as a parent to let them be educated. You have to let go of all your programming. And so I really feel like that term applies to what the parents are going through, not so much the kids, where they're just like, it's about non-interference very much. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to share those thoughts because that's like, in the past few days, been a very fresh experience for us. So awesome. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, it's like there's the, the philosophy of it that resonates when you read, you know, John Taylor Gatto's book or John Holt or Dana Martin or uh, Dr. Peter Gray, some of these guys like, oh, yes, yes, yes. And then you see it in your own family, like that moment of blossoming. It's like there's there's no words to describe like, oh, my God, it's, it's really, so amazing. Oh, wow. It's so amazing. Yeah, yeah because they're, it's so empowering for them because it's just them in their own power in their own inner authority, doing what is correct for them. So like we have two children who are very different in the way that they've learned to read. Our younger son is very much about like the phonetics and asking like us, he's interested in the phonetic style of learning to read. Whereas with our older son, he just wanted to sit and look at books by himself for hours and be left alone. And so we don't know what he did inside himself to find this. It's not our business, frankly. It's his business, how he went about that. And it was so just to see to see that and to watch the victory for him and the empowerment. It's like nothing else. There's just no replacement for it. There's nothing like that in the educational system at all. Yeah. Um, 
a, a few things, you know, anybody that's been around babies and toddlers, when they like first say their first word, they first roll over, they're like, oh my God. Wow. Like the, the delight to witness that moment is it's you, you, you're just floored in that moment, but it turns out that keeps going and going and going and going. But most people like our society doesn't realize it's like that because at about five or six, we just give our kids to strangers. And, yeah. then, and, you know, there's heartbreak for me because I like, we grew up like that. Right. Like I, was this magical, delightful toddlerhood. And suddenly it was like a thud, sit down, shut up and sit in these little desks and do boring clerical work. Like, yeah. So the light goes out like basically instantly in that environment. It's like, so I just, yeah, all of us who are adults, you know, to be tender and gentle with ourselves at that realization. But you brought up this unschooling term. I just want to, when I was early in the journey, David Rodriguez said, for me, education is what I do to myself to create a good life, to create a rich and beautiful life. School is what somebody else is doing to me based on their ideas and agenda. So I'm like, interesting. So I've really pondered deeply about education and school. And I went online and I researched, and many of you guys probably know, education has a Latin root. Educo or educare actually means the bringing out and the drawing out from the inside out. It's beautiful. Mm. You're returning to the original re- like definition of education now to bring out and draw ho- hopefully the best of each each being's divine essence into physical reality. That's how I orient with it now. School, it turns out, do you guys know what school comes from? It has a Greek root and school means leisure, leisure. The original idea was like you get together in a chill place, you know, like smoke a hoagie. I don't know, like just hang <laughs> out and um, and be free and fresh to allow inspiration and creativity and the co-creation of new ideas to blossom because you come together in a leisurely environment where your minds are free to breathe and be fresh. Leisure. So we're returning back to these original ways now, but of a natural human living naturally, but in in this this new reality where we learn actually the lessons of the past, so we appreciate it so much more deeply now. Right on. Can I jump in really quick? Please. So circling back to um, you know those those big milestone moments and that excitement, I think a lot of that has to do with what you said. Yes, we're sending our kids off to strangers, whether it's daycare or school, anything like that. But I think a lot of it also has to do with the quote unquote milestones that our kids are supposed to hit by this age. When they're three months, they're supposed to do this. When they're six months, they're supposed to do this and on and on and on, all throughout their schooling journey. And I think it's another form of bringing us down to those different uh, frequency states that you were you had your in your presentation where it puts you in that shame state. It puts the parent and the child in that shame state because it's if you're not reading by first grade, if you're not reading at this level, then something's wrong with you. You need to go to this separate class and learn how to read faster and and hit this milestone. Otherwise, you're going to be in this slower class forever. And imagine what that does to a kid. I I mean, I don't know if anybody in this call has was in those types of programs, but uh, I assume it's very detrimental to their mentality. And like I said, 
it's also on the parents too, because it's like, what am I doing wrong? Why, why is my child not reading at this level or doing math at this level? Why are they not walking yet? Why are they not doing this? So I think those go hand in hand. It's sending our kids off with strangers and not seeing those milestones, but also with this, um, you know, curriculum of milestones you're supposed to hit. I don't, I think learning at your own pace is, is the way to go because it, it doesn't, it doesn't bring those kids down to that shameful level of, Oh, well, my friends are doing this and I can barely do this. What's, what's wrong with me. And then the parents too, it's what's wrong. What am I doing wrong? So I just wanted to jump in with that, but I've loved every part of this. This is great. I'm so glad that this is happening. So thank you very much. Thank yeah, you. Thank you very much for being the instig- part of the instigation for all of this. <laughs> Outstanding. Absolutely. Yeah. Wanted to also point out uh, before we move to Dr. Doug, uh, who's had his hand up, Simon Esler, filmmaker, just recently had him on the show. That's not why I'm pointing it out. Uh, in the chat there as well, his um, website is located there. If you'd like to discover more about him, highly recommend you do. That's why I brought it up. Uh, also, Spencer, thank you so much. Dr. Doug, Dr. Doug Matsky, welcome. Hey, uh, um, I, I, the, the most fascinating part of the story was when you say your child told you a year before he came that he wanted to come. Okay, because yeah. I always like these, you know, experiences that are not normal, right? The, 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 the something that happened, something divine happened. It's touching the divine, I call it. But just, but my perspective is human consciousness, we're, we're spiritual beings having a physical experience. And so what is that human consciousness that doesn't have, need a physical experience to exist? So, you know, I've thought about that a lot and Miranda knows that I talk about it forever, but so I'm not going to do it here, but basically our mind is interacting with our brain, but it's like the brain is more of an antenna. So we're not learning in the brain, we're learning in the mind. Okay. So how do you leverage your mind to be a 700 all the time? And in that 700 all the time of your mind, that's what these autistic kids there the autistic kids are essentially they're like that all the time they just don't interact with their brain very well so it's really fascinating to see kids that are savants you know like rain man but without being autistic you know and i think there's a lot more kids out there like that that essentially we learn by meaning meaning comes through telepathy and then we attach words to it so you can learn math just by tapping in the Akashic records and learning the math from the archetypes without having to read a book. I did, yeah, you know, I've I, done that. Okay. Yeah, I think I mentioned this inside the luminous education training, this guy, yeah. John Chavez, who is my soul brother and the founder of DMT quest. He's a human potential researcher. He did, a, you will love his presentation. He just, did this yeah. really, uh, you, it will feel like he's definitely speaking your language. But afterwards, yeah. when we went into discussion, my boy showed up in the recording and was sharing. And we were talking about how um, he does his math. You know, I was bragging about how he yeah, yeah. went through first through seventh grade, but a lot of times he will roll his eyeballs up and then he'll get the answer. Yeah, he'll get the answer, right? right. So, so, so I've had friends of mine who are spiritual beings who, who will be sitting there and all of a sudden they'll start getting downloads of math. And they said, no, send that to somebody somewhere else. So it's possible to learn math without even having a book. I think that's how the Indian, famous Indian uh, mathematician did it, you know, famous Indian mathematician. So just think about this is that we're leveraging the learning at the spirit level. 
not in the physical level, but we need to make the physical, we have to access it through the physical, right? And so that's one of the things that Brandon knows about it, but we're essentially working with a device that helps you clear the coherence, make the coherence even better. It specifically works with autistic kids, but I think it would be fantastic to work with somebody who's not autistic, but who has that same kind of leveraging the luminous being that we are, right? And so anyhow, we, you know, we may talk in the future um, and Brandon may tell you why more about that. And uh, I think oh, he's got one of our devices back there sitting by him, right behind him right now. Yep. He's leveraging all of his talks with that. So, yep. and I have one running here too at the same time. So the question is, if you can be coherent, you can increase the coherence of the space, not only for the kid, but for the family, but for the mind, the mental part of it. That's yes. what we're trying to do. And so I'm just, I'm saying, I'm supporting what you're saying and saying I'm thinking along the same lines. And so if we can, figure out how to work together, that would be interesting. Um, because I, I really think, yes, autistic kids really love this machine that we have, that this technology that we have. But I think regular kids would love it too, if we gave the chance for them to experience it, you know, so. This kid yeah, loves it. Uh, we've got one cranking and we're also a portal with our satellite dish. So if you guys have like an eight foot satellite dish just laying around on your property, you were gonna tear up and throw away, don't do it. Dr. Doug will come put an awesome wish unit um, in your house and then you're part of a network. Uh, you must be remote viewed though to take part and it is awesome. So highly recommend it. So actually this goes out on all of our recordings, <clears throat> excuse me, and it uh, went out uh, on this this evening and still continues to do so. Dr. Doug, thank you also Coherent Spaces. All of that is located in the chat as well. If you would like to check it out, Mr. Daniel Skinner, we will call on you next or thank you. Before thanks, we thanks for answering. Thanks for answering me for answering me. And and we'll probably have to talk some more. I've got way too many questions. Yes, I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I want to say that I'm happy to stay on for another even up to half an hour extra. But I want to respect everyone's time. Brandon, how's your time? Uh, we're looking wonderful on this end. This is what I've got to do this evening, and I'm grateful to do it. We have at least two folks that definitely have their hands up for questions. So uh, and anyone can come and go as they'd like. Uh, we can all be connected through the links that are um, in the chat there. Anybody that doesn't know how to access it, it's a little bubble in the bottom just says chat. If you need to extend your uh, window to see that, that happens, it's okay. Uh, it's down there. So just wanted to mention all of that and just to thank everybody for being here. And again, if you do need to duck out, totally cool. This is the first of many. And thank you again for being here. Just radiate that light, go out, deep breaths. We got this, right? Excited, not fearful. That's That's what this is. It's all... It's all love and it's here and it's not too good to be true and it's not going to go away and it's not going to fail. Okay. So none of those things, any of those triggers, let's all breathe through that. We're all long past that. We all worked way too hard to get where we are and we all know what's going next. And we all know we are the reason that it's uh, being created and we're doing that with this right now. So this is the time, like she said in the, in the parable earlier, uh, the lone wolf, uh, you, we've come back to say the hours now. Um, so Daniel Skinner, I'd like to go ahead and call on you if you don't mind, buddy. Thanks for being here. Sure, yeah, thank you so much for connecting this up today. And uh, yeah, Dr. E, thanks for the presentation. I just want to touch or ask a question for you to elaborate a little more. I think we were kind of just talking about it, but you you said uh, your son blindfolds himself and then reads with his third eye. Could you like, yeah, could you expand a little more on that or? Yeah. Um... So we watch documentaries together and um, like a lot of funny stories just from that, just like this, the commentary that he makes. Like like one time we watch a documentary about these elders and he's like, oh, yeah, people are always asking kids, what do you want to be when you grow up? 
And so finally he has an answer because he's like, what a weird question that is. Like, why would I care what I want to be when I grow up? I'm here now, you know? So he watched this documentary and he was like, oh, I'm going to be an elder when I grow up. And then we watched this other documentary called Superhuman. You guys ever watch that one? Um, made by Caroline Corey. It's a great documentary. I highly recommend it. And it looks at blindfold perception and spoon bending and remote viewing and all these possibilities and total beginners learning very quickly how to activate these possibilities. And um, it's just it's something I'd explored for so long and finally was like all consolidated into one nice documentary, which I really appreciate. So my boy watches it with me and he was like, oh, interesting. And then he's zeroed in on the blindfold perception part. And so I was like, oh, let's see if we can take a class. It showcased, I want to say, like five different schools and systems all around the world of different groups of people doing blindfolded reading. And so my boy took a little class and um, yeah, within the first class, he was able to see. And by the fourth class, he was reading little tiny alphanumeric codes under the um, uh, those barcodes, like on, you know, you just like grab stuff around the house. Like, can you read this? And he's reading it like eight, nine, two, one, a five, zero, like what, you know? So it just happened very naturally. And then I teach a little class called luminous kids at once a week. And we've had different groups of kids come over. We've also had kids online during the, the COVID shutdown period of time. We had a bunch of online kids and many of them easily. I just, Kabrim just showed them. And I don't know if it's a co-resonance thing. They all kind of activate it spontaneously too. So it's, and you know, we tend to attract kids that didn't have neurotoxins too many of them injected into their bodies. So maybe that's part of it. It just makes me wonder, like it just happens so naturally, like there's not really a technique to it. You start with like big sheets of construction papers like oh this one's red this one's orange and then gradually smaller and smaller and smaller things that's basically it you know colorful cups can you sort here are all the blue cups here are all the red cups okay and then gradually give them seven colors of cups and you they sort by colors and then gradually gradually you, you know i'm like so yeah there's these different schools and they have slightly different techniques but kind of like it seems to me there's not really a technique the kids just do it yeah, it's amazing. I'm still yeah. stuck at the level of just reading the big sheets of construction paper. I'm not like the the little tiny alphanumeric code. Like I feel like I have a long way to go before I get to that level. Thank you. That's it's fascinating. It is totally fascinating. And mm -hmm. and so um back to what to kind of tying in with what Doug was sharing. So my boy with his math, he would say, you know, I can kind of I'm pretty good at math all the time but my best time is six o'clock in the evening because usually in the afternoon we go exercise our bodies, we go for a hike or a bike ride or something and we come back and maybe eat a snack. He says in that evening time or in the morning time, I can grab information from space much easier. But in the morning time, I'm just too sleepy head, you know? In the evening at six o'clock, that's a good time. And then if we go seven or eight or nine, I start to be too sleepy head. I need to have be able to get information from space and also be here at the same time to do my best math. So that's part of why I think we just do casually half an hour here, 40 minutes there, 
but it's hyper efficient because it's at the sweet spot time when he's tuned in, all the dimensions are coherent and linked up and boom, 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 it just all unfolds very easily. So something, something that I think is, is good to call out. And then, um, you know, with te the technology is another piece where it's just like, well, sometimes the kids get on the tablet, we don't want to be over controlling, but sometimes it gets to the point where they're on it so much it's like, hey, let's go outside and get some nature time. So there's always a little dance. And for a while we tried hiding the tablet and he would just like, he's like, Meh, I can see with my third eye where it is. So that was hopeless, you know? So, yeah, so there's just like all these little things. It's like you, you can't use old paradigm strategies on these kids. It's completely useless and hopeless, you know. Love it. Yeah. Good, good on him. And we're grateful that they're here. I uh, mm -hmm. want to also go ahead and uh, call on Michelle Williams, please. Um, hi, am I on? <laughs> yes, ma'am. Thank you. I just want to say thank you. Thank you, Brandon. And thank you, the doctor, because this is everything I've been thinking about the last year. Um, I'm not new to this. My issue is um, I have a high schooler and these are very tricky waters navigating the older years. It was so easy to do it as a young. We homeschooled, we unschooled, we did school at home. I mean, my living room looked like any private school. I mean, it looked like a children's museum. I've done everything, but I feel like the problems kind of arise when you get to the older classes, yeah. the older grades. I mean, I can't teach him physics. You know what I'm saying? He's way past me in math. And so I just wanted to make sure that, you know, there's going to be attention as well for the older kids and they're not kids. That's difficult years. And I just wanted to kind of make a note of that. Yeah, you know, that's that's what in our community here of freedom minded, free thinking families, that's what's coalescing right now is that there's um there's there's one dad who's putting together a special program of self-directed learning where it's like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we're making use of it's a kind of divine synchronicities. Our local county for the first time ever did something good with taxpayer dollars and has this epic um, makerspace that they're just launching. And the, the main guy is hired to work there Tuesday through Saturday, five days a week, Tuesday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. But the community is really only using it during after school hours, three to six. So from 10 to three, and they can't charge us money for it. Our group of families are going to get get together and do project-based learning for the community. And so it's mainly directed this this um, this new program that we're putting together is mainly for 10 to 18 year olds. So we're all just kind of putting our hearts and minds together and figuring out, hey, talk to our kids. What are you into? What What's going to support you? Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we're going to do a self-directed learning facilitated kind of like agile learning center style experience three days a week. And then Monday and Friday, based on what the kids needs, we'll bring in tutors to do the physics, the math, and the Spanish, and the, the other things based on whatever the kids are needing support with. So that's how we're kind of, that's, these are the types of solutions that we have to get very innovative and creative and entrepreneurial and get together with all the other families. So just like, what do you guys need? What do you need? Let's build something together. Well, thank you. 
Yeah, and earlier, I think um, Janisa Washington was here, but I think she's no longer here. She's one of our amazing speakers in the Luminous Education Program, and she shares her journey of how she um, brought together all these families from the Waldorf High School that her kid was part of, and um, they all collaborated and is loosely Waldorf, but they really listened to what each family wanted, what each kid needed, was into, and they created a Monday through Thursday Waldorf inspired, but kind of like interest led learning community. And then on Fridays, they would just have these like interesting field trips and projects and entrepreneurial uh, experiences and so on. So yeah, that's this is what I'm calling the luminous learning villages. Like we're, we, it takes a village. It just, this is not homeschooling. We're going way beyond homeschooling because we're not at home and we're not at school. We're coming together as communities, supporting and uplifting each other. We just, we can't do it alone. It's, it's silly. It doesn't work. We need a village. Truth. And that's what this is, a beautiful village. Michelle, thank you so much. I want to also go ahead and recognize John Paul Rice. You had your hand up next. Hey, uh, Brandon, thank you so much. And Dr. Edith, thank you for this presentation. I'm also glad that Simon could be here. Um, I wanted to ask you, I guess, in a general broad sense, you know, the uh, without getting into all the details, the mental health crisis that is unfolding today, especially with children, um, exacerbated by the lockdowns, and the authoritarian type separation of children from their connections over the last three years. Um, where do you feel your program or these protocols or however you would like to describe them as being integrating and healing that part of the psyche of a child that's still developing in its first seven years? Have you looked into the I guess, uh, where, where do you find that this can reach those children who have had learning disabilities as a result of COVID and the lockdowns and all of this stress and tension in the world? Yeah. This is where it's like there's layers and levels that needs to happen from my experience. And this is coming from 20 years of working with, with families with holistic healing that, um, I find that kids heal so fast if the adults aren't, if the adults around them have done the healing work. Um, and so, of course, there's there's special support system for the kids, but I feel like the much bigger fish to fry, so to speak, is to make sure that all the adults that surround the kids, the moms, dads, and educators have done the inner work and return to wholeness so that they're not constantly re-triggering and re-traumatizing our kids. And so but the reason that we need to build a platform is that I don't hold all the expertise. I just happen to be a really good dot connector that can kind of create the big picture paradigm. This is like, this is, we're operating in this field of consciousness. And then through calls like this, attracting John Paul Rice and Simon, all these awesome people that bring different components into this field of consciousness to kind of weave the tapestry of solutions that is so much needed right now. So yeah, I don't want, I hope that I've done a decent job to share that I'm just a humble servant of this consciousness also, just like all of us. And I don't have all of these solutions, but yeah, 
that is much needed. And I, I was guided to focus on the moms, dads, and educators first, because mm-hmm. I saw that that was the big game changer that needed to happen first. Mm-hmm. If the moms, dads, dads, and educators have shift in consciousness, then a lot of these other solutions will naturally attract in beautifully, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Falls back into the, it happened in my family until it happened to me. And I love that. We stop it here with us. Uh, John also just wanted to thank you for being here and uh, recognize um, Simon as well. We've got his hand back up. Oh, yes. Um, I just felt compelled to speak to something that came up earlier because you were talking about your son specifically having strengths in maths at a certain time of day. Uh, and I just wanted to reflect upon that a little bit deeper and maybe just promote some investigation for people here, because this is something that we've been looking at very deeply. Um, and, and I think I brought this up with you, uh, Dr. Edith, uh, just in our brief chats over email, but we have been looking at our children through the lens of human design and, and human design, it gives you a sense of, uh, actually the child's metabolism and the way that they react to different phases of the day. And we found this very interesting discovery because um, our son, uh, his in human design, it's called a determination. So determination is like how you digest. And it's not just how you digest food. It's like how you digest information and like the way your body takes in. And um, he's a low light determination uh, or indirect light determination, I should say. Uh, which in some ways has to do with this literal sense of of indirect light being better for his um, environment in terms of what he takes in and absorbs. But it also reflects the patterns of his uh, metabolism and his ability to take in information according to the movements of the sun. And so uh, what happens is when the sun begins to set, his uh, indirect light and low light determination opens up and he is able to take in more as the sun begins to set. And we found very similar experiences where um, he can absorb more information when there are these low light situations and when that time of day is low light. But we even saw it so specifically with his metabolism um, because our, our older son has type 1 diabetes. And so we have to actually arrange his insulin according to his meals quite specifically. Now the doctors uh, at SickKids Hospital, they gave us a specific ratio where they said, your son's ratio is this, where this many carbs equals this much insulin. And so you have to give him this much insulin and he eats this many carbs. But we put our understanding of his cycles within the day through human design over top of that and realized that their sort of rigid way of looking at it wasn't true. And that actually his metabolism is much higher when the sun starts to go down. And so he actually needs less insulin in the Mm. evening and he needs more insulin in the mornings during those first brighter moments of the day. And so we've been able to apply apply that to his diet. So specifically, literally, in actually changing the way we give him insulin when he eats. But also it's like, if he wants to do like a big study or a, you know a, a video game project or something that requires that he takes in a lot, we try to arrange it so that it's within those moments of the day so that his ability to take things in. Um, so you know, I'm curious. I'm curious about the ability to sort of inject the human design understanding into all of this um, because it has like been so eye opening for us 
Uh, and I wonder, I wonder if you have ambitions to to open the program up to some of those understandings because it's so um, it's so hyper focused on that individual sense, number one. So it sees the individual in this very, very deep way. But then human design also speaks directly to inner authority and that different people have a different form of inner authority. Like some people's inner authority occurs spontaneously in the moment. Some people need to wait for emotional waves to rise and fall before they can make clear decisions for themselves. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm just curious, like what, what, I don't know what you might see in terms yeah, of this opening is another, up. Right. Thank you so much. Um, this is, this is another piece that is like, I, I, there's multiple layers that I was listening to you, um, with, and, and a big part of it is like the, 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 the beauty and the love to want to, want to, you know, do what is uniquely divinely guided for each child is so beautiful. And there's of course no chance when you're in a system for it to really take that kind of time to customize like this. So really a lot of this is like, this is a beautiful example of the gift of us moms and dads taking back the raising of our children from one size fit all factory paradigms um, and taking it to a whole other level that maybe people aren't really even aware of yet. Um, I'm actually going to do a similar presentation for this with a group of educators and moms and dads that are creating communities in um, Australia next week. And they also have invited in a human design expert to also do a talk as part of a series. So I'll do this kind of presentation and they have a human design expert doing the presentation. And I'm also really drawn to the gene keys and also the Enneagram. There's all these models that I think is time for us to really take full advantage of all of these gifts that it has been on planet earth for a while now. It's time to weave this into our parenting and our education paradigm and yeah, that for sure, building this new platform that I was introducing you guys to, the intention is that there's so many like-minded ones that have gifts and offerings that we can plug into this community. And so, yeah, I need your help to build the platform so that we can bring in all of this awesomeness and, and level each other up in a beautiful way. Awesome. Thank you. Beautiful. Beautiful. Also want to make sure that we're representing the chat questions here as well. Amanda is curious about how things are basically going to be laid out sort of in comparison to the five-day structure. Is it something to where the children hop in five days a week for the learning space or is it more organic and when they feel like it sort of a thing? So, so there's multiple of these groups popping up in my area and they all have different ground rules and all the parents basically get to get the families get together and they say, hey, what days of the week works for you? And then just practically, some of us just need childcare, but at least we're not pretend like most of public school was just babysitting and it wasn't even good babysitting, but they were pretending that it was an education. But at least now we can be like, hey, I need some childcare help so I can get some work done. We can just be honest with each other. So we can do the real like juicy educational experiences from 10 to three, but can you extend like an extra babysitting hour from three to four so that I can pick up my kid at four? Like we can be frank with each other because this is talking about small groups of families, eight, 10, 12 families. We just get together, you know, have a picnic and talk it out and we work it out and find out what is a collaborative win-win. So right now, the program design, it hasn't launched yet. This particular group that I'm talking about, we're designing for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. with optional a la carte possibilities on Mondays and Fridays. 
But some of the parents are coming back and say, you know, I've been homeschooling, unschooling, self-directed learning for some years now. I don't really want three days a week. I only want two days a week of this. Is that okay? And so we're all just talking it out right now. Awesome. Great, yeah. great question. Yeah. Find the highest win-win, you know, all of us coming together and figure out what works for everyone. Yeah, no, like no more one size fit all. It's like it's a weird feeling in the beginning. You know, it's like, wait, how does it work? Well, you tell me what works for you. It's like, what? My opinion matters. Wow, how refreshing! Yes, it is an unlearning process that you don't have to ask permission for this. Like, what do you want? How do you want to learn? It's it's really here. Yeah, you made it. I also want to call on Spencer. So I was going to address uh, what John had brought up, but he left the chat, so I can still address it, but I don't want to speak on behalf of Dr. Edith, and we can discuss this more in a later meeting, but I just wanted to say with our original idea for the parenting group, the conscious parenting group, and now that we're merging with the luminous education revolution, I wanted to implement Reiki practitioners, um, yogic practitioners, uh, people like Heather Thomas, people like Pat Mahan, uh, people like Pat Militich, Christian Yordanoff. I wanted to encompass a lot of different aspects of teaching children how to emotionally heal, physically heal, and just deal with those sorts of things along with teaching, you know, practical skills, math, reading, writing, anything like that. So, that was something that I had in mind for our original conscious parenting group was implementing those ideas and practices to teach children, hey, there's a different way that you, you can emotionally heal from this by doing this. And I'll show you the method to it. And we all go along this learning journey, you know, being sometimes they'll show us the method. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And being uh, Reiki one practitioner it's something that is so beneficial in not only meditation space, but realigning your energies and learning about those energies and how they flow through your body. So that was something I wanted to implement with our group. And I, like I said, I don't want to speak on behalf of you, but I hope you're on the same page with that in getting people like that involved. Yeah, I um, we didn't have a chance to really dive deep into, um, you know, I want to encourage all the moms and dads and all of us humans that whether even if you're not a mom and dad to really sit with like, what is the curriculum for this life? What does it take to create a rich and beautiful life? The energy mastery is a huge part of life. It's not anything. Well, what was the most practical thing there is? Everything is energy. If you don't have any sensibility towards energy, any like energy hygiene practices, command and mastery of how to bring the quality and quantity of energy into the activities of life, like you're not going to be very effective in life. Right. So yeah, math, reading, writing, the new science and civics and all of that, right? But also um intuitive skills and sacred geometry and indigenous wisdom and healing and health on all the level, mind, body, emotional, soul. Those are all, in my opinion, part of the general curriculum that is arising in all the holistically minded families. And for sure, that is, um, they used to think, tell us that math, reading, writing, um, it's not that those aren't important, but what's more important? 
You know, like if I were to say, like, what's the core curriculum and what's the extracurricular, I would say energy mastery is core. Like body awareness is core, you know, like how to live a healthy life is like, but do that first. That shouldn't be some extracurricular side thing that maybe you do or maybe you don't do. Like, what is that? Right. But a lot of the stuff that, you know, it's like I if I want to go to a Spanish speaking country, it's helpful to learn Spanish. But it's like energy mastery, I would say, probably more core than learning a second language, you know. It's a great point. I went to China for a month uh, a long time ago in my 20s on tour with that guitar back there and did not speak the language, ended up, uh, you know, learning quite a bit of Mandarin before I left, but energetics was the whole way it was spoken. And we got around that entire country. My guide only knew the every word to every Bob Marley song, uh, and that was fine. Uh, we were cool with that. We got around China the entire time with it, but it was this energy, and I was grateful that that was a focus, not the language, right? Excellent point, Spencer. And to that, uh, my, my personal superpower is I'm a magnet for incredible people. And uh, all of those people have been very excited and ready for this and to have their own curriculums and their own coachings. And so there's a lot of energy behind this. So to uh, what Spencer was talking about there, not only everyone on that list, brother, but uh, oodles more. And emails have already been sent. Dr. Edith has already been connecting with these now educators that we speak of. And so it's all well underway, brother. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. So glad Part to hear of, like this new platform. So just so we need to let's get it going. This new platform so that all your awesome offerings can be showcased and um, spotlighted for people to get excited about all these possibilities, because a lot of times that we have doubt, right? Like the old system seemed like so structured and then there, there's somehow a sense of safety in that, right? So when it, this uncomfortable taking a leap into a new paradigm is so nice to have a new world that we can hold people in like, welcome, welcome to paradise. Welcome to the beautiful new earth. Let's play. We already got a lot of this built out for you. We don't have to constantly be reinventing the wheel from scratch. You know, we all bring our expertise and gifts together and just, yeah, here you go. I already figured this piece out. Go for it. You know? Yeah. It's, it's so tough to try to talk to new people and try and I don't have another word, but recruit them for this program and it's tough because they they buck against it so hard because they're stuck in that programming that that vicious cycle of living in that old system and it's tough to break them out of that and show them okay you don't have to participate in that anymore you can move over here with us and participate in this just leave that behind let everybody else do their thing over there we're over here doing this if you want to be a part of it because everybody i talk to they're like wonderful idea i love it i, I want to be a part of it how do i do it and then i start getting into the details and all oh, but but this but that it's always but 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 and it it gets frustrating but i know in time everybody will reach that point of okay how do i join where do i sign up what do i do so i i, I just have to well, be patient you know, with it so um if sorry to interrupt you all the but questions um are valid questions though usually sometimes we kind of roll our eyes like oh come on like how do your kids socialize well answer the freaking questions how do they socialize don't get no, I, I do I, I give them answers yeah. to, to yeah. every question but it's still it's it's always a but after that there, there's always something else holding them back and it's that fear they're still in that lower state of fear that okay well what if i leave this other system my life's going to be chaos how am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? How are they going to do this? 
it's and true. It's, just, it's true. Yeah, Your it's life is has to be changed. You you have to be entrepreneurial now. You have to have a flexible schedule. You have to be actually present with your kids. <laughs> yeah, you got to work things out with your kids. You're spending time. You're getting to know each other deeply on a soul to soul level. It's not for everyone. Yeah, and I I understand it's not, but the people that are I. I I'm trying to look after and recruit into this are near and dear to me. So it's, it, it's a very uh, emotional thing for me to, to try and get them involved in this because I see what's going on in the other systems and I see how much detriment it's doing to their children and to their lifestyle. And it's the sooner that we can move past those those uh mental barriers and break into this new system and just be free the better off we're going to be and the better off your family will be the better off your kids will be every everyone around you will start to see that and you'll you'll shine you'll be the example that people look at yeah you know um Talk about energy mastery, being sensitive and aware of energies. A lot of this transitioning paradigm is also an energy game. And I'm constantly asking myself, what's the wisest use of my energy? And um, we got work to do, man. Like, I, I got to build a lot of, I got to build a new upset. I got to write this book. I got to raise my children. I got laundry to fold. I'm too busy to bother convincing people who aren't ready to hear the message because there's a lot of work to do. And to Michelle's point, I think it was Michelle Williams with the beautiful teenage children who've been unschooled. And now you bump into the next level and there's some work to do now to find like-minded families, to build these new paradigm solutions that can hold your friends, when they wake up to these possibilities, hey, we got this self-directed learning village here and it's so badass, so awesome. You'll look back at the old system and wonder why you waited so long. And we'll all giggle and laughter about it. But right now, because the new system hasn't been solid yet, they have a good point. They're, it, they're, it's, you know, they have some fear about it. And I think those are legitimate concerns, actually. So I have deep respect for those. Yeah. Mommy. Absolutely. Oh, um, I'm doing a class. It's actually a perfect time, right? He's absolutely right. Uh, how's everybody feeling on calling it on this one? If nobody else had any questions or anything else to add down into the chat, uh, this uh, Dr. Dr. Doug sent, what about light languages? Yeah, so that's another interesting rabbit hole. And my 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 boy has uh, he writes these scripts and he talks with these um, these orbs of light at night. And I have some pictures. I don't I didn't put it in the presentation. I didn't know how we wanted to get with this slideshow, you know. Um, yeah, so that's that's another whole exciting area to nurture in our children, too. But at the end of the day, um i think we get excited about it and then it's still like take a step back and listen if our kids want those things nurtured like my my kid hasn't expressed interest in meeting other light language people it's just kind of like a little side fun thing that he shares with me and so i wait i wait for his leadership and guidance on all that kind of stuff yeah and to absolutely offer those uh, for everybody yeah 
Absolutely. I mean, why wouldn't we? You know, if anybody's got an interest in something, of course, we'll get together and, and make that part of an option of experience for everybody. It, it's just too cool for everyone to get here because so many things could be benefited from any one particular thing that no one, you know, perhaps there's a blind spot in. And, and one person brings this to everyone's attention and, and it becomes incredibly useful and valuable. So uh, there's no wrong answers here, guys, like she's talking about. It's all yes and. And that's the beautiful part. It's like, well, what about that Rick and Morty? Are, am, am, are, am I your grandson? It's like, yeah, you're all my grandson. It's, are we all in this together? Yeah, we're all in this together. Can we do whatever we want? Yeah, we're making this up as we go. We're doing whatever we want. Uh, but all heart centered. And that's the most beautiful thing about this. We've sharpened all the discernment throughout all the nonsense, the plinko of the last few years. And we've come out this way. And here we are ready to create a new rather than again, argue against the old people bring up these great resets things. And, and again, uh, that's an option of experience for us to focus on and to talk about how horrible that would feel like to be there and to do that. And we can, we can offer our energy to that, but like uh, Dr. Edith, I share this, that we're moving mm -hmm. forward. That's, that's way back there. And our energy is right here at the present moment, which is where we're creating our future from. And here, here we are guys, this is, this is the opportunity for it. So yeah, outstanding. I mean, absolutely outstanding. Did anybody else have any more questions or anything? I want to make sure that we get everyone's voice in here that wants to be heard. Judy just asked, can we please have Luminous Elder Eldering too? And yes. I think this is a, a program for all. I, it's not just for children, right? Yeah, all of it. I'm going to be taking these. What are you I don't even, we don't even have kids. This is, this is the other thing. My wife and I do not have children, but we absolutely can agree with and subscribe to the world in which this uh, is. And so, yes, again, yes and. If you guys are thinking, what about just, yeah, what if we, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> it's expanding consciousness. Let's do it. Yeah. All right, you guys, this was so awesome spending this time with you. And some of, some of us who've only exchanged emails to see your shiny faces on the screen. And thank you for your beautiful thoughts and questions and awesome energy. Yeah, absolutely. And if it's filled a lot, if it feels aligned, of course, please share the link uh, that you came to subscribe to this Zoom link for. We'll be using that and shooting out the new links uh, for the next one of these, which won't be too far off. So let's get some conversations going. Let's get some positive energy behind this. Really sit with this information, right? Really see where it feels. If you have any questions, please reach out. Dr. Edith, uh, to myself, any of that. Uh, we're resources and all this. Spencer is a phenomenal resource. Uh, reach out, guys. So thank you again for everyone. And I guess we'll call it on this one, okay? Awesome. Thank you so much for this. This was great. Outstanding. Look at all the faces. Thanks so much. Faces. Thank, thank you all, everybody. Thank you. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.